Now, if you noticed in there, there wasn't one thing about what you had to do. Who did it all? Jesus. When did he do it? He did it, first of all, before the foundation of the earth, when the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit decided they were going to create you. And you know what happened when they decided they were going to create you? They threw a party. And they decided at that moment there wasn't anything you could do to push them away. And they decided at that moment that they were going to chase you down wherever you went. The universe isn't big enough for you to hide. And it doesn't matter if you feel it. It doesn't matter if you know it in your head or your heart. It's the truth. God chose you. And to seal the deal, 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and died on the cross. Not because of anything you did, but because he wanted to. And in that one event, he undid totally what Adam did. When Adam released, Jesus totally undid like that. It's not about us having to earn anything. It's grace. It's free. It's a gift. And it comes out of his heart of love for each one of us. You are so, so loved. And in that love is the perfection of life. John talks about in the book of John and later in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John how awesome is the light and life and love of God for each of us. And you know, we, I said earlier tonight, life happens. Sometimes we make silly choices, but you know, God doesn't condemn us for our choices. He just loves us through them. And He doesn't condemn us for wanting to step into His best for us. He invites us in. And it goes one step further. He says, all you have to do is say, Jesus, and he comes. <sighs> because he's already here. You see, when he died for mankind, he deposited in each person himself. It's not about, though, having to gnash and wail and cry in repentance it's about changing our mind about who god is that's the true definition of repentance change your mind about who god is and believe what he says and one of the things he says is i am your healer not conditioned upon anything you do but on everything he has for you and that healing goes to our thoughts, it goes to our emotions, it goes to our will, it goes to our body. But the Lord says, in, in, in us is our, is our spirit, and our spirit is fully connected to his spirit. And he says, everything pertaining to life and godliness I've already given you. Which means the healing that you need tonight is already at work in you. And you didn't have to do anything to ignite it. Except Jesus. So every time you heard his name in that, early, in that first worship set tonight, something started to stir, whether you sensed it or not. There's a resonance of your spirit and his spirit inside of you just vibrating with life, teeming with
life, releasing life to the cells of your body, releasing life to not just the cells, but as the cells come together in organisms like organs, like enzymes, like hormones, they're all full of his life. And the first thing that when you hear this for the first time, the first thing that comes to mind is, how can that be true? Because the the institutional church has taught since about 400 AD that we're a worm. And that's a lie. The, The early church did not teach that. We don't earn God's love. It's a free gift. We don't earn His mercy. It's a free gift. We don't earn healing. It's a free gift. And the only one that can really talk us out of it is ourselves. I'm not worthy, Lord. There is, a, there is an institutional organization where part of the prayer is, Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and I shall be healed. i got news for you. He's already said the word. It is finished. Just like God taking me somewhere where I wasn't planning to go tonight. <laughs> But I love it when he does that. He is so enthralled with each one of you. His heart goes, every time he looks at you. Every time he thinks about you. So his, his heartbeat never stops. You bring joy to his heart. And God brought joy to us tonight. Isn't he cool? What's that? God wants each and every one of us to live a good life on the earth, experiencing Him and sharing His goodness and kindness with others. That's His heart. He wants us to taste and see that He is good. So if he wants us to taste and see that he is good, what do you think he's going to do? If it's not about us doing anything, what's he going to do? He's going to set a table for you. He's going to set a table for you in the presence of all life's circumstances. And on it, it's going to be the cool, refreshing water of the well that's already inside of you. Hmm. His healing is at work right now. He's already healing. I mean, some of you are already latching on to this truth and you're going, wow, it's so refreshing. But it's truth. Truth should be refreshing. Not one of you has to pay to live in truth. He's already paid the price. And beginning to sense his joy, beginning to well up tonight in this place. What is the joy of the Lord to us? It's our strength. His laughter is, his laughter and our laughter is good like a medicine. I'm going to expect laughter to break out tonight because I just sense it's coming. And he promises to be in the midst of every challenge of our life. Because you see, he's never left us or never abandoned us. Even when Adam made a choice 
to step out of the glory of, of God and life with the glory of God and get into his head and live out of his head, God didn't turn his back. You see, a number of church denominations have taught that the minute Adam sinned, God turned his back and began to walk away. I have a problem with that because the scripture says no sooner did that happen that God came and started looking for Adam in the garden. And I have a problem with that because God talked to Cain after he killed Abel. And I have a problem with that because if God can't stand to be around sin, how did he not go up into heaven without dying? Somehow we've been taught that because of sin, God turned his back and the consequences of that is we get sick, we get injured. That's a lie. God did not turn his back. Life happens. But he doesn't abandon us in the midst of the issues of our life. He, if he's already in us, what's he going to do? Hug you. Now sometimes he comes not only from within, but he also comes supernaturally from without by anointing people to minister healing and to minister in the gifts. And sometimes as you're just worshiping, there's this like rush that comes where the Holy Spirit just comes with like it's, it's the super inoculation of love. Because he wants to break through the mindset that, that's telling you at that moment that he doesn't care. He does care. I mean, it's like, who loves you, baby? Jesus. For those of you who are not used to me, get over it. <laughs> I am not traditional. Right? Diana, right? I'm not traditional. I'm Jesus focused. Oh, that one just hit back. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you all night long, but I want you to turn to Psalm 103. See, part of the problem is we have this mindset that the entire Old Covenant, the entire Old Scriptures came through the cross and they're still in play today. That's not accurate. The only thing that comes through the cross that's still in play today is Jesus and what represents Jesus. Psalm 103 is one of those things that came through the cross because it's the fullness of the heart of God manifested in Jesus. What's it say? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of His what? Benefits. What does it mean to forget not? It means do not ignore. Do not cease to care. Do not wither and shrink back. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And what are his benefits? Come on, what's his benefits? What's the benefit package that Jesus came to give us? Talk up, talk up. Forgive our sins and heals our diseases. And he did it instantaneously before the foundation of the universe manifested in time at the cross all diseases all iniquities all transgressions done 
And so when the devil comes to you and go, you know what, you know, you cut that person off and you flip them the bird, you're going to get sick because of that. You go, yeah, no. Let me tell you about my Jesus. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. I think it's happy memory for him. <laughs> you see, it's not about if if it's if I can't do something to earn it, I can't do something to forfeit it either, because it's a gift. Now, that doesn't mean if I smack the prophet in the face that there isn't going to be a consequence, but the consequence isn't coming from Jesus, it's going to come from the prophet. He's going to send me to Cleveland with a prophetic word. There are, there are natural consequences to our choices, but they are not from God. They're just natural consequences. They don't change God's love for us. They don't change His heart for us. They don't change the benefit package. But we have been tormented in our minds because that's what we've been taught. We've been taught legalism. And Jesus hates legalism. Just ask the Pharisees. Jesus did not care for the legalism of the Pharisees, but he loved the Pharisees as people, as persons he had created. And so tonight, you're here and because he brought you here. You're here because something drew you here, and that's the Spirit of God. And he drew you here to remind you that you are free people. That you are sons and daughters of the Most High God with the Spirit of God full of life in you. Releasing every moment his full, the fullness of life. And if there's a sickness or a disease or an injury or a, or a thought or an abnormality of hormones, he's going, I got it. I got it. Rest in me. And be patient while I work it out. You see, some of you are really young, but, but you know, I grew up in the Burger King generation. You know what I mean by that? Have it your way and have it now. Got news for you. God isn't part of the Burger King generation. God is beyond the Burger King generation. God is, I've, I've got it, just believe me. And when those thoughts start running, God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Oh, yeah, Jesus, you're here, aren't you? And you just put your hands here and go, Jesus. Out of the abundance of the heart, our mouth speaks. Our heart is abundantly filled with Jesus. So I'm going to speak Jesus. You good with that? So we're going to do some more worship. And I just want you to just let Jesus pour his love into you as he begins to accelerate healing in your body. You know, healing can accelerate and you don't even know it. And then one day you wake up and go, something changed. Yeah? And so tonight it's just about plugging in with him. And here's the best part. He plugs you in, you don't plug in. He takes the cord and plugs it into him. Because it's all about what he does. So, Father, we're going to move into a place of continued worship and praise of you. And our expectation, Lord, our expectation, say with me, our expectation is that, Jesus, you will light us up tonight.